I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Our lesson is from Galatians, the sixth chapter, the first through the sixth verses. Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. If you think you're too good for that, you are badly deceived. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Be very sure now, you who have been trained to a self-sufficient maturity, that you enter into a generous common life with those who have trained you, sharing all the good things that you have and experience. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. continue our series on the games. Today is Chutes and Ladders, and uh, this is the original box. 
Yeah, some of you, I've heard a lot of stories about how families have played this many, 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 many times and over many, many years. And it's, it is, historically, it is one of the best known and long-term played games around the world, not just in the United States. And this is actually what the game board looks like. In case you haven't, for some reason, haven't seen Shoots and Ladders, there you go. It is really a game of shoots and ladders. The object of the game is that you spin a spinner and you count all the way up and get your little person that you move along the game board up to 100, and then you become the winner of the game. However, if you happen to hit a shoot and land on one that is a shoot, you have to go the slide all the way down to wherever that takes you. And then if you happen to land on a ladder space, then you climb the ladder all the way up to where that takes you. And originally this game comes out of India. The original game was played 300 years before Christ. In India it was called Snakes and Ladders. Kind of glad they changed it, right? <laughs> but it was called Snakes and Ladders, and it too, you had to count, and you moved along a board, but it was about, instead of on this, not only do children who can be young enough to not have to read yet, all they do is count, um, move along the game board, when you hit a shoot, it's because something bad has happened or you've done something bad and it shows the consequences for that at the bottom of the chute. And if you do something good, it's the reward. The same concept as snakes and ladders 300 years before Jesus Christ. It was a game of evil and good, of consequences and rewards. And it came over to the United States in 1943 and that's when we have our game that we've been playing for all those years of shoots and ladders so it is one that's been around for a long time but it is a game of kind of of success and failure and if you notice I know you can't really count from where you're seated but on the game board there are more shoots than there are ladders by one in the original game, there were many more snakes than there were ladders, which represents the fact that it's easier to fall into sin and do bad than it is to do good and be rewarded for that. And the concept still carries on the game board. There's one more shoot than there is a ladder. And you know, that... that failing, that falling, uh, not doing our best, making poor choices and failing is something that has been documented many, many different times, many, many different ways. That failure is a part of life. In a recent book called Break Open the Sky by Stephen Bauman, he wrote that these different statistics about failing, and he said that 81% of new hires in the workplace fail. They don't keep their job. 
That's a high percentage, isn't it? These statistics came out in 2018. High percentage of folks. And then we have different things about our, our economy, that 99% of new patents never make a penny. They're failures. 95% of new products that come on the line that are introduced every year fail. They're taken out of stores. 95%. And then as you're reading through and he lists all these different statistics, he says, here's one for everyone. 100% of human bodies fail. We get that, right? <laughs> we understand that one. But this failure and success, we would much rather succeed than fail, right? It feels a whole lot better to be successful. And we enjoy that much more than failure. And there is a website you can go on. It's called Successories. And Successories is a website that is dedicated to offering motivational and reward um, responses to encourage people to be a success. And one of their posters that you can purchase, all these things, by the way, on Successories.com, one of the things that they uh offer is a poster that says success is a journey not a destination in other words there will be failures and there will be successes all along the way so the motivational piece of that is keep going keep doing what you're doing Success is a journey, not a destination. You know, I think Paul, if he had an opportunity, the author of Galatians, if he had an opportunity to buy that poster, he probably would and, and had hung it up someplace. We hear in Romans uh, chapter 15, verse 20, Paul talks about the fact that he is going, wanting to travel to places that have never heard about Jesus Christ and the good news that he brings to the world. He doesn't want to just take on someone else's success and preach in churches that have already been established. He wants to go where no one else has gone before. He wants to take the message of Christ to different places, places that haven't heard the good news. And so we have this movement of success. And you know, we have a God of success. Our God tells us right off the bat in our story with God, in Genesis 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 3, that God created light and it was good. God's whole creation was a success and he concludes that it was very good. God succeeded in doing what God set out to create. And then we have the story of Jesus Christ throughout the Gospels. The four Gospels tell us the story about God coming to us 
and how God came to us and taught and preached and suffered and died, which would seem like ultimate defeat, right? But that's not the end of the story. God's success was in that he ultimately defeated that death through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God is a success. We have the apostles then who were sent out by Jesus against all odds, against the odds of their entire culture that they lived in. They taught and preached in such a powerful way that we exist today. The church itself is a success of Jesus Christ because the church has lasted. Christianity established in the church and the work of the church has lasted over 2,000 years. We're here because of this success. The success of God's word The Bible continues today. Lives are transformed because people pick up the Bible and read the message of God's love to them. And lives are changed today. We worship a God who succeeds. And he calls us to do no less. He even gives us help. We hear helps in our scripture today on how we as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, how can we succeed? And one of those is that we are to take risk. You see, we are to step out and take a risk. I might go so far as to say, if we don't take risk, We don't have a living faith. Let me explain that. Faith is taking that next step, that next step in our journey to be like Jesus Christ without always seeing every implication that that step step means. We take a step of faith. And we don't always see what that next step is going to look like. We're not supposed to. We depend on God. We take risk. And and for our fathers, I'm lifting up some of the fathers in the Bible. We had Noah who risked his reputation by building a boat in a desert. We could use Noah around these days, couldn't we? And as the parking lot's underwater. <laughs> But Noah took a step. He risked his entire reputation even more by building the ark. We had Abraham who risked his entire family and all those who followed him. And today that doesn't just mean a family of four or five. There were hundreds, thousands of people involved. He risked them all to follow God into an unknown land took a risk. Moses, because of the order of the burning bush, returned to Egypt and risked his freedom, maybe even his life, to appear before Pharaoh again. We have an entire Bible 
of people who stepped out in faith, who took risks in order to succeed. Another thing that Scripture talks about that we should do is we need to take responsibility. We are to take responsibility, and because of taking responsibility, it means that we take responsibility not only for the success when we do succeed, but also for the failures along the way, which there will be. We acknowledge that we are responsible for the hard work that we do, that we are responsible for inviting God's participation in all that we do. And our success can be shared with others, but the responsibility for what God calls us to is ours. And so we take the responsibility for the successes and the failures when we're following Jesus Christ and living the way Christ calls us to live. Another is that we are to expect obstacles. Whenever God offers us an opportunity, there will be an obstacle, or more usually. Opportunity and obstacle go together, and and some folks struggle with that one because if God is calling me to it, shouldn't it just be the way God wants it to be? A lot of people I've heard have said, well, you know, Pastor, I thought God called me to this, but boy, I'm just hitting obstacle after obstacle. God must mean that I'm not supposed to do this anymore. Not necessarily. You see, there will be obstacles. God doesn't promise us a smooth path. Christ is our example in this. Throughout Scripture, we have example. But look at Christ. If this were going to be true, in order to succeed in what God calls us to do, Christ would have just come down, been born, everything would have been great, everybody would have loved him. Instead of hanging him on a cross, they would have just exalted him. The world would have been transformed and turned around. No resurrection needed. The kingdom would be here. Well, that's not real life here in our world. There are obstacles. Some of them are just stumbling blocks. Others are very dangerous and threatening. But there are obstacles in our way when we are called by God to succeed. The other one that we learn from Scripture And the scripture today is to depend on God. We are to work hard to be the person God calls us to be, to live into all that God calls us to live. And that sounds kind of overwhelming and daunting, but I know from listening to you folks, from knowing other people, from personal experience, that when you are living into what God has called you to do and who God has called you to be, it becomes easier. It's when we're fighting it, 
When we're making decisions that take us away from God, that it becomes difficult. It becomes a struggle. It is really hard. God gives us the endurance, gives us the strength, gives us the joy that comes from living the way God calls us to live. So depending on God is primary for succeeding for God, for living the way God calls us to live. There is one other thing about depending on God, and that comes out to us out of the business world. Harvard Business School Their publication that they put out in 2017 documents some surprising facts. They said those people who, in the business world, those people who are less confident are more successful. Now this doesn't mean extremely low confidence in yourself because that is not helpful. That is actually unhealthy. But to be actually less confident of ourselves has shown to be those people are more successful. One is that we tend to, when we're not just so self-assured that we are right, if we're less confident about that, we tend to take constructive criticism and hear what other people are saying that might help us We're able to hear that, and we're able to apply it. They also found that those who are have a lower self-confidence, that are not only are they able to hear constructive criticism and apply it, but they can also move forward in ways that other people can come on board, can come on beside them. Most of the time we don't succeed alone. It takes people to encourage us. It takes people to share wisdom with us. And as long as we don't think we've got all the answers, people can come alongside us. Folks, in Christianity, we know that is just a bit of humility. We would say that we are humble enough to acknowledge ultimately that we are to depend on God. And so this morning, as you play your games of shoots and ladders at home, or with family, friends, neighbors, or maybe if you dig out your game that you've had on the shelf just collecting dust for a very long time, play that again knowing that our God is a God of success. God wants us to succeed in being all that God has called us to be. And God will help us do that. There will be obstacles. We are called to take risks. We're called to take responsibility for both the successes and 
the failures along the way, and there'll be many as we move toward success. But as we depend on God, we will succeed. 